0: Welcome again to Movie Talk. Today we'll be looking at Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery, and The Menu, both of which are very offbeat movies about groups of well-off people who face death on a small, isolated island, plus seriously read about a Dolly Parton impersonator.
1: Hello! Oh my God!
0: Crew, we've arrived! Disruptors have assembled!
1: Welcome, gang. We got a great weekend. Who's that?
2: Benoit Block, the detective? Mr. Prompt, I cannot overstate my gratitude to be here. When's the murder mystery start?
0: In Glass Onion, A Knives Out of Mystery, Daniel Craig again plays a whodunit detective who this time visits a creek island. Carolyn Brown's been off to the Alice cinemas to see this complex movie, which turns out to be a lot of fun. Uh, Carolyn, I often wondered where this complex film was going. What did you think of Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery?
2: I really, really enjoyed it. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's a who done it, right? So people are getting murdered, but you're laughing because <laughs> some of the script <laughs> is so good, that and it's so contemporary that I just really enjoyed the whole two hours of it. It was just well, it was more yeah. than that.
0: was, I think, it was two hours and twenty minutes. Oh wow!
2: Long. Well, yeah. even then, yes, <laughs> yeah. for me to sit in the seat for that long, it has to be a good film. And I, yeah, <laughs> it's good. It had the twists. I didn't see things coming. I couldn't work out who that was. And um, and the acting is just brilliant. I mean, Daniel Craig with his fake Texan accent is just <laughs> hilarious. You just keep on um, waiting for him to appear back. Yeah, the so he's
0: an English actor, isn't he? He is. Yeah. Yep, yep. And he's got a
2: very southern draw, and he doesn't do it very well. But it, it just adds to it. I think it just makes it a really. Good fun film to watch.
0: Yeah,
2: so. I mean, the, the,
0: the whole thing's pretty weird too. So this is the second time he's played this particular detective. Yep,
2: a he's a, he's he comes from the the mind of Ryan Johnson, who's directed and wrote the screenplay for this film, and this is his second outing yeah, in it. Yeah, the
0: first one was called Knives Outer. Yeah. yeah, and a,
2: and he mm. has really been ba- being based on he's been based on Poirot, and he's been based on um, Agatha Christie's films and everything. He's kind of a, a hodgepodge of other. Detectives. Yeah,
0: sort of um, a satire. <laughs> yeah,
2: very much a satire. He has his own yeah. quirks and everything else, but he's just so funny. And the cast in this film—they've paid mega bucks for the stars in this film. There are cameos from Hugh Grant, Ethan Hawke, yeah. Angela Lansbury before she died, Stephen Soundheim. There's just so many cameos. You 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 kept involved in the film the whole yeah. time. Well, I found the film
0: yeah full of mystery even uh, before I started because I couldn't understand the name. What the hell was it called? Glass Onion. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, yeah, that becomes very apparent very quickly. I mean, it's set on an island which has a giant building on it that looks like a glass onion. Plus there's heaps of heaps of layers to this film, just like an onion, you peel it back. Yeah. Um, yeah no and there's practice.
0: also the Beatles song, Glass Onion. Which,
2: yep, which um, has probably provided the inspiration, yep, as Yeah, well. yeah
0: and that's sort of, yeah, and uh, yeah. you get a bit of that, I
2: No, if you enjoyed Knives Out, um, you're really going to enjoy this one as well.
0: Yeah, oh, a similar sort of... Uh,
2: yeah, and I would look forward to another... One. I think this guy should keep on writing um, murder mysteries, so just awesome. I
0: mean, to me it's amazing with these films how complex they can make them because, you know, this is like a lot of films at the moment. Half the time, I don't know where they're going.
2: Yeah, well, it's a you fine know, line, isn't there's it? There's so
0: many characters in this yeah. um, th- that have been invited to this island for a sort of a murder mystery party or something. Yeah, murder
2: mystery weekend. That's very <laughs> yeah. Akers- Well, whatever and, that um, means. Agatha Christie, yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's not just to go and see a murder mystery movie. It's to actually. No, no, in, but you get involved. For all you know, you might be the one who's going to get killed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't know who, who,
2: who it is. It is a very, very good whodunit you don't um, I mean at the very beginning of the film the guy talks about my death but you don't know if it's actually the film's going to be about his death or somebody else it's just yeah awesome and um the thing is that this is coming to netflix so it's only on limited release at the cinemas so you yes, have to, if you want to it see now. it on the big screen you have to go now and i do kind of recommend that because um not only is the acting brilliant and the script brilliant but the cinematography and the costumes are to die for i mean kate hudson wears this most incredible dress that just looks fantastic on the big screen yeah but yeah,
0: yeah. Oh yes, no, it's it's a, yeah, and it's got that nice, good sort of classy feel. I mean, they're all supposed to be wealthy people.
2: Yeah, and, it is, but the wealthy always, aren't always happy know, in this but, film. Also, but you don't quite that. know
0: how they made their money.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, well, yeah. So catch it while you can. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That was Carolyn Brown with her views on Glass Onion, a Knives Out Mystery, and I'm Hans Petrovic on Plains of M96.9. Good evening. Welcome to Hawthorne. It'll be our pleasure to feed you. Tonight will be magical.
1: Over the next few hours you will ingest fat salt protein and at times entire ecosystems we're eating the
0: ocean we're eating the ocean
3: are you crying
1: (laughs) it's
0: just i find it all very moving
3: so it's okay but i'm not as into this as you are
1: oh my god you shouldn't be here tonight
0: Although set in the world of first class cooking, the menu is a complex mixture of mystery and comedy in which a group of well-off people travel to a remote island to eat at an exclusive restaurant. Robin Munro has been off to the Alice cinema to see this wickedly satirical movie. Uh, Robin, I never knew where this film was going next. What did you think of the menu? <laughs>
3: Well, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't be able to afford to eat there, but I wouldn't want to eat there either. And uh, yes, it, it, it maintained uh, a lot of tension throughout, and it wasn't clear where things were going. It starts off by following a young couple, and um, we we. Uh, but everything is not quite as it seems, and we learn that the woman, who was played by Anya Taylor Joy, is a late substitute uh, as a date for the the bloke uh, Tyler. Um, and um, he's an enthusiast uh, about everything that this chef does, but uh, Margot is rather sceptical. And when they are offered, um, after a very grand description of some watery-looking dish, uh, she <laughs> says something like, oh, so we're being fed foam. And not, not long after, we're introduced to the chef, who is uh, played by Rafe Fines and he uh, is overblown. He, he talks about how wonderful this dish is and so on. Um, but there are certainly some ironic statements. He tells the uh, diners not to eat. And the, the purpose of the meal is sensations. And he offers some rather unusual dishes with uh, stories behind them. But Margot, uh, the woman of the couple, is not putting up with this. She refuses to eat. And um, her partner... Uh, is too engrossed with the chef. So uh, he doesn't pay her any attention. So she storms off at one point and the chef confronts her and asks who she really is. And a lot of the film is about the sort of battle between these two.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, it's, I mean, but that is a sort of one aspect of the film, you know, but I mean, this chef has deliberately invited this uh, group of, I don't know, about a dozen people or so to the island, And then he tells them that before the dinner is over, this whole meal is over, you know, somebody is going to be dead and all this kind of thing. And that doesn't sort of help much. And and then we we see this quite, uh, by about the third course of the meal, uh, he calls out another one of the young chefs. And, yes. uh, and praises him on what a wonderful job he is doing with his cooking and all this sort of thing. And then he adds however that he thinks when he get, goes out on his own to do cooking he won't be as good and the whole thing will fall apart. Which seems to depress this other chef so much that he gets out a gun and shoots himself in the head. And Well, I mean that seems to be so out of place with everything else that's going on in this restaurant. <laughs> you wonder what. Yes.
3: Well, shocking. <laughs> and and that's you, the start
0: of the nonsense, the really the violent nonsense.
3: <laughs> yes, well, you would lose your appetite, I think, if that happened. And, <laughs> well, I don't um, think
0: I'd be eating anymore. <laughs> no, <laughs>
3: um, but yes, it is. It is a satire. Um, I, I mean, there are, the, are these certain horror elements, uh, shock, uh, and so on. But um, I think it's it's having a dig actually of a lot of the sort of talk that you can see in a fancy restaurant. The absolutely exorbitant prices, but the the lengths people are prepared to go to uh, supposedly taste these top tastes. Um, And there's some some good answers to to those uh, sorts of posing uh, within the the menu as well. It's it's a very cleverly made film.
0: Yeah, but uh, I mean, to me, it's still highly doubtful, the whole thing. Well, not doubtful, but I just wonder about what the point is. But I mean, as a satire, it it shows up this world of food lovers, classy food lovers. Um, yes, you know, the gourmet yes. um, food eaters and all this sort of thing, and, that, and and implying therefore what big snobs these people must be, because you know, it's sort of implying no normal people wouldn't love all this stuff.
3: No, it's, it's no. just food. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's also and, um, <laughs> he charges them uh, uh, twelve hundred and fifty American dollars a head, or about about. Uh, um, $2,000, and I mean, I don't know how many New Zealanders would uh, even be able to pay that, but they are a captive present. They've come out to the restaurant, it's on an island, and um, they're sort of stuck there. They're, a boat's brought them out, and the multi course meal is supposed to last four and a half hours, so um, it really. Um It really seems in a very uncomfortable position and certainly made my stomach churn. (laughs)
0: Yeah. No, well, anyway, oh, no, no. I I mean, I I thought the whole thing was, I wouldn't call it delicious, but nevertheless, it is quite a nice film to take in. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And uh, and the ironic thing this week is that we've got two movies on, the other one, the Glass Onion one, um, Knives Out Mystery, and they are both set on small isolated islands. And Good Lord! Where, where the a, a group of yeah about a dozen people have been voluntarily gone um, by boat, and then they've been warned that you know some of them are going to die and all, or they get that feeling pretty quick. So this is a fascinating film to compare those two. I'm still not sure which one's well with both of them. I never knew quite what was going to happen next. <laughs> 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 Do you enjoy it?
3: Yeah, yes, I did. Yeah, in the end.
0: <laughs> yep. <laughs> in the end. Okay, well okay, well we'll go and have a bit of a dessert afterwards. That was Robin Munro with his views on the menu, and I'm Hans Petrovic on Plains FM 96.9. I also thank the show's sponsor, the Harcourts Grenadier Accommodation Centre, which is now located at 98 Morehouse Avenue. If you're looking for a place to live, check out the Harcourts Accommodation Centre website, assetmanagers.co.nz. That address again, assetmanagers, one word.co.nz.
2: You don't really fit in in any office, Red, you're a mess. You're fired. You can't fire me because I quit! got fired
1: and quit. But in the same day, well that's new. What are you going to do? How long have you been
2: performing Dolly? No, tonight was just an unfortunate mistake. We're casting for a new dolly at the moment. Let's see what you're made of. She's bright. She's bubbly. <laughs> Nipples to the sky. Green bra.
1: Oh, wow. Makeup's a little extra. Thank you very much.
0: You strike me as someone who doesn't stick to things.
1: This is where I belong. This is what I'm supposed to be doing.
2: Baby, I'm burning out of control.
0: Yeah, You're weird enough. I'll give you that. So I'm going to throw you a bone. Show me what you're made of. <laughs> Bad, seriously Red tells the personal story of a young woman who is such a big fan of dolly parton that she cannot help wanting to impersonate her mary gibson has been off to the academy cinema to see this story of self-discovery uh, mary this film starts off light-hearted and comical and evolves into something much deeper what did you think of seriously Red?
1: I love this. I thought this was absolutely fantastic. It's um, it's so funny and it's it, it's quirky and all of those things and you know look it's such a great, great, it's a dramedy I think you'd call it. It's rowdy, it's rambunctious, it's rocking and rolling all over the place. It's got great characters in it. Um, the, the lead actress I had never heard of before no, Crew Boylan. she's Australian. Yeah. She's amazing in it. Um, Celeste Barber, of course, she's a well-known comedian in Australia, she was fantastic it's just got such a great cast all the way through that you can't help but love this movie love the characters especially um, Red, as she's called uh, because she is so funny and so talented, you know she's got such a great voice Um, she's she's a great actress I I, I just couldn't help but smile at this. Yeah,
0: well this is for me too, I mean, uh, this is a crew Boylan, who played um, this woman who impersonates Dolly Parton, she actually also wrote the screenplay for this mm, film.
1: Mm.
0: And uh, on one side, and to me on the other side, when she put on that big light-coloured um, wig... The Dolly wig. Uh, dolly dolly, <laughs> dolly yeah, the thing. I mean, she, she turned into a completely different person. You know, and, 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 as such, she, she, she just won me over again also because she's full of this amazing beauty and also an amazing charm Mm. as a woman. Mm. And uh, you know, and this sort of wins you over. You wither all the way as she goes through all the different.
1: <laughs> well, and and I think you know when it opens up, she's a um, works for a real estate company and she's doing a valuation on a house. And then they've got a function that evening, and so and someone says, "What are you coming at?" And she goes, "Well, what do you expect?" And she's the only person that rocks up in um, fancy dress or dressed up, and she's dressed as Dolly. So she just <laughs> makes the most of it because she's. Really at a crossroads in her life, she's not being true to herself. Is she gay? Is she straight? Is she whatever? Is she? You know, she's got all of these things going on. Does she love this career in real estate, and as a valuer in real estate, or does she really want to be Dolly Parton? You know, so it's there's so much happening, and her best friend works with her as well, and he he's just clearly he is so supportive and loving and kind of her. She has this really nasty mother, Um, you know, so all of this. plays out in the movie. So clearly, she's she's got these high ideals, but really low self esteem. Yes. and this comes through. And then she has a break, you know, where she's discovered by Wilson's character, played by Bobby Cannavale. You know, who who also is. Um, Neil Diamond you know everyone plays these weird and wonderful characters Elvis is played by a woman who she has I didn't realise
0: that at the time I was trying to
1: figure it out no I would figured that one because they had a (laughs) one night stand together two women so you know I was was kind of cottoned on to that so so it's all of this kind of rolling rambunctiousness this rowdiness right throughout the movie but underneath it is this underlying situation where you know she is a woman at a crossroads she's got this low self-esteem same. And then she she. Um, through Celeste Barber's role as the talent scout, she um, is taken on to play Dolly Parton and she then she teams up with someone who's playing um, Kenny Rogers and they have a love affair and they, you know, it's so it's like, oh my gosh, you know, how much more can keep happening in this movie? But it keeps you so entertained because you can't help but like her, almost yes, love her. yes, because yes. Because she is just such a sweet character. She lights up the screen and, and really... Yes. Takes that whole movie and 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 carries the movie right through. Yeah, it. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah. This I just, um, you know. Uh, but uh, then, but then, as the film goes on,
0: you uh, see that there is a deeper psychological aspect uh, to this film mm. of uh, her, her person. Uh, personal personality evolving out of the whole thing. Yeah. Because I mean, when she takes on these impersonations of Dolly Parton, she seems to almost want to become Dolly Parton in, mm. in actuality. Mm-hmm. And then as this goes on, she realizes this can't be it because I mean, that's not me. But yeah. then she has to find herself also, and there has to be a sort of a strong self-actualization in the whole thing that that uh,
1: Yeah, it's out like, it. you know, uh, can you can continue to live, live in this fake reality, yeah. or do you actually need to confront yourself and your own demons and decide where you really want to be? And I think that's the crux of the movie at the end of the day, and what that's about, and how how that comes together at the end is really sweet. It's very, yes. very sweet. Oh, no. At, uh, uh, yeah, I was really surprised, because
0: I just could not see how such a... Uh, how this was going to work, or the good that you could get so much into a movie, like you said, I think this is particularly the specialty.
1: Yeah, I've this thought. is really like anyone who, well, anyone who likes to go and have a bit of light-hearted entertainment for an hour and a half or whatever it is, it's well worth seeing. You'll yeah. love it, and, whether and, you whether you like Dolly or not. You know, yeah. <laughs> who doesn't like <laughs> Dolly? But you know, you'll yeah. you'll love it just for that fun element. Yeah.
0: Okay, oh yeah, you could sit through that one again. Okay, well, thank you very much, Mia.
1: <laughs> Baby, when I met you, there was peace. I know.
0: I set out to get you with a fine tooth comb. I was soft inside. There was something. No That was Mary Gibson with her views on Seriously Read and I'm Hans Petrovic inviting you to listen to movie talk again on Plains FM 96.9 at midday next Wednesday. This program will also be repeated at midday on Saturday and you can listen to podcasts of earlier episodes on the Plains FM website. That's planesfm.org.nz